0: Welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast, your home for local sports here in the 574. Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of the Good Fight Sports Podcast. We just keep chugging along here. My name is Kenny Kramer. I am the host of this show. If you don't know what it is we do local sports here Um, we cover high school sports notre dame football basketball uh, really any notre dame athletic event thing we cover um we also do cover the local pro pro teams not really local because we don't have any here but yeah um So we're going to jump right in. We got some breaking news here that just happened a few days ago, actually. So if you guys are not aware of the conference realignment going on in college football, this is just insane what's going on. Look it up when this episode is over. Look it up. That way you know about it. Um, We're going to go right in. The ACC has this... Uh, has decided to expand. They are adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Uh, If you don't know what SMU stands for, it's Southern Methodist University. Those three teams have been voted into the ACC starting in 2024. I believe, if I remember correctly, North Carolina and Florida State were the two schools that voted against these two coming in. All the rest voted in favor of this. Uh, And with this, this means that now the Notre Dame-Stanford rivalry will be considered, quote, a conference rivalry for Notre Dame, even though, uh, as you guys probably all know, that Notre Dame is not in the ACC in football. They are independent, but they are tied to the ACC meaning that Notre Dame needs to play I believe at minimum five ACC teams a year in order to you know kind of get the benefits of the ACC without really being in the ACC Um, with these additions too the ACC will now be at 18 teams in 2024 which this is just insane what's going on with these real the, the conference realignment. We are starting to narrow down the Power 5 to the Power 4 um cuz now the Pac-12 has is officially down to just Oregon State. That's it. Uh, actually, no, it's actually Oregon State and Washington State that are the teams that are left So there's two. It's the pack two now. We're down to we're down to the pack two um, I Almost would consider them going to the Mountain West Conference. It would be the best fit for them Even though yes, they blew out the teams. They were playing this weekend well technically last weekend But in any sense, the Mountain West would be the best option for them. You've got teams over there that are really, really good, a.k.a. Boise State. They're, They're consistent every year. If Oregon State and Washington State jump in there, I have no reason to believe they would be good fits in that conference. Or, you know, decide, hey, be independent. You know, try the Notre Dame thing. It's not going to work out for them. I can guarantee you that. But, hey, that's an option for you. Now we'll move on to our recap of high school football for week three. Uh, these, are game, these are games that were played on September 1st. So first off, we're going to start with L'Aville, as we always do. Uh, L'Aville defeated Pioneer Friday. Uh, that is September first, by the way. Twenty nine to thirteen. Uh, the Lancer defense was stout throughout the game, allowing just one rushing touchdown and forcing three turnovers. And especially in the fourth quarter, Laville just as a team, started to dominate the game, both offensively and defensively, for the uh, against the Panthers. And the Panthers had no response um, for the Lancer offense. Um, the just the offensive line for laville just started to pound the panthers and they were visibly visibly tired um, hands on the hips taking a, a little bit longer to get up and, and stuff like that and so scoring wise um, in every quarter kind of break down the score how it went first quarter tied at zero um, just really just, both teams trying to figure out each other, seeing if there was a, a, a crack or, or something they could focus on and a weakness that they can expose uh, throughout the game. Uh, the Lancers scored first in the second quarter with a field goal. Uh, Pioneer then uh, responded immediately with a touchdown to take a 7-3 to three lead. And right before halftime, the Lancers scored with one second left to make the score 10-7 to and that was the score at halftime and then in the third quarter it was all Leville. Uh they put up 13 points and uh, they took a 23-7 to lead into the fourth quarter Pioneer did respond with a touchdown but failed the extra point and then Laville went down and scored but failed the extra point so the final score in the game was 29-13. to 13. It honestly didn't feel as close as what the scoreboard led on. Um, it just felt like LaVille just kind of dominated the game throughout, and which they did. And so LaVille's next game, which is this coming Friday, will be against Winnemac. Winnemac is 0-3. Uh, and this is a seven-thirty kick at Lancer Field on the campus of LaVille High School. Uh, LaVille is favored by just 35 points, uh, 38 to three is what the prediction says. Uh, my pick is going to be LaVille, and I'm going to take them 34 to seven. Um, and then the next game for Pioneer is at Caston. Caston's 0 and three, um, and this is a 7 p.m. kick uh, at Caston. Pioneers favored by only 18 points in the game, 35 to 17. Uh, but i'm going to take pioneer 48 to 6 this is going to be an easy win for the panthers and also an easy win for the lancers both teams have easy easy wins however easy wins are easily overlooked by some of the players and could be considered trap games so laville's going to have to come out you know ready to go because they're going to get everything they got from winnemac and Pioneer's going to have to do the same. They're going to get everything they got from Caston, um, but I expect both teams to get easy wins this week. And Pioneer will move to three and one, while the Lancers will move to four and zero. Oh. Now we're going to jump to Penn. Penn traveled down to take um, take on perennial state powerhouse Indianapolis Cathedral Friday. That was September first. And they got obliterated 35 to 6. The game was never, never close. Uh, And the Fighting Irish led 35 to nothing going into halftime. Uh, And then the Kingsmen got on the board in the fourth quarter with only six points. Uh, Breaking down the score, again, kind of like we did for the first one for Louisville. Uh, First quarter, Cathedral was up 21 to nothing. Second quarter, it was 14 points for Cathedral, so that made it 35 to nothing in the at halftime. Third quarter, no score for each team. Um, this is also when the mercy rule would have kicked into place. Uh, if you guys don't know about the mercy rule, the mercy rule of has been around for I believe two, three years, and it's ever it's whenever a team gets up by 35 points in the second half there will be a running clock now the thing they need to fix is with the rule the clock does not go back to normal when the other when the team down by 35 gets it under 35 points uh, i believe they need to fix that into if a team gets back to within two touchdowns which would be 14 points or two scores you, you either two touchdowns or two scores the clock goes back to normal if not it will stay as a running clock uh, the clock will only the clock only stops I believe if there's a timeout or an injured player that's it or and a touchdown that's the only time the clock stops which makes the second half go by so much faster um, it's re- it's really nice, too. It's really nice. Um, so the next game for Penn is this coming Friday against Hammond-Morton. This is a newly scheduled game because Penn was scheduled to play Cincinnati-St. Xavier, I do believe. And St. Xavier or Penn, one of the two, had to drop the game. And so Penn picked up Hammond-Morton instead. Hammond-Morton's 1-2. Uh, this is a 7.30 p.m. kick uh, at Everwise Freed Field on the campus of Penn High School. Penn is only favored by 39 points in this game, 49-10, to 10, uh, but give me the Kingsmen 52-7. to 7. Uh, And then Cathedral has a big matchup this coming Friday uh, against their rivals, uh, Bishop Chatard. Uh, I would consider this almost a holy war down there, one of the holy wars down there in Indianapolis. Cathedral's faced uh, is favored by twenty-one points, forty-two to twenty-one. Uh, but give me Cathedral forty-five to thirty-one. Um, I just think Cathedral's a little too tough. Uh, this will get uh, Bishop Chittard to one loss and move. Cathedral to 3 and 1. Both teams will be 3 and 1 by the end of this game. And then other local scores uh, from the area. Brebuff Jesuit beat Mishawaka Marion 44 31. Bremen beat South Central 35 0. Chicago Central beat South Bend Clay. I know what a shock. 52 6. Columbia City beat Belmont 49 0. Culver Academy upset North Judson 26 22. Elkhart beat Hammond Morton 48 38. That's Elkhart's first win of the season. Fairfield beat Central Noble 35 6. The highest score in the area was Jimtown Osceola Grace. Jimtown beat Oce- uh, Osceola Grace 75 7. Play a real team, Jimtown. John Glenn beat Angola 30 24. Knox improves to 3-0 with a 56-8 win over Culver. Michigan City beat Chesterton 28-6. Mishawaka dominated Northridge 37-16. Northwood also dominated Concord 45-14. Rochester beat Whitco 42-0. South Bend Riley beat Adams 22-12. South Bend St. Joe beat Washington 51 to nothing. Tippecanoe Valley beat Twin Lakes 35 to 7. Valparaiso beat Laporte 49 to nothing. Warsaw beat Plymouth 41 to 7. And Wawa beat Goshen 34 to 21. So some really impressive scores there. Unfortunately, Plymouth couldn't get it done against Warsaw, which is not surprising. But... Um, However, Plymouth is still up in that series. It is now 52-50, and I believe three, something like that. Pretty close. Uh, Plymouth still uh, still is ahead in that rivalry. Uh, Northwood just kicking the crap out of Concord. I didn't see it coming. However, Northwood is really good this year, and they are looking to uh, make it a lot farther than they did last year when they ran into Northridge and got beat by Northridge. Uh, and that's going to be one of the biggest games in the area is Northwood-Northridge in that rivalry. I do believe this rivalry is this week. It is at Northwood. Um, I would go to the game. If you don't have a team to cheer for, go to that game because you're going to see some really good high school football. Uh, This rivalry is fairly... the, The rivalry itself is fairly new. However, the teams have played each other quite frequently. So the rivalry... Itself is new. Just the teams have met for quite a while. Um, Jimtown, Jimtown needs to stop scheduling Osceola Grace. They schedule them for the past, I believe, three years and one every single time. Play a real school, because I mean, this is just ridiculous. You're kicking the crap out of kids who don't even get to play in sectionals what's the point what's the point schedule better non-conference games schedule tougher teams give your kids a, a challenge anyway some other scores from around the state center grove beat louisville trinity from kentucky 34 to 7 crown point just dominated maryville 39 to 6 East Central beat perennial powerhouse Cincinnati Molar of Ohio 38-28. And Indianapolis Lutheran continues their winning streak by beating Triton Central 43-13. Uh, Indianapolis Lutheran is now 18-0 in the past two years and has not lost a game in 34 straight games. They are 34-0. Haven't lost a game in two years, uh, which is impressive. Uh, so now here's the week four coaches poll. Uh, this is just the top ten teams in each class. So we're going to start with 6A. Uh, the number one team is Ben Davis. They are 3-0. Center Grove is number two at 2-1. Brownsburg comes in at number three, and they're 3-0. Number 4 is Hamilton Southeastern and they're 3 and 0. Number 5 is Indianapolis Cathedral and they're 2 and 1. Number 6 is Fishers and they're 3 and 0. Number 7 is Westfield and they're 3 and 0. Number 8 is Crown Point and they're 3 and 0. Number 9 is Carmel and they're 2 and 1. And number 10 is Carroll of Fort Wayne and they're 2 and 1. In Class 5A, number one is Fort Wayne Snyder. They're three and zero. Number two is Bloomington South. They're three and zero. Number three is Whiteland, and they're two and one. Number four is Valparaiso, and they're two and one. Number five is Mariville and they're two and one. Number six is Plainfield. They're three and zero. Number seven, a local team, is Mishawaka. They're two and one. Number 8 is Decatur Central, they're 2 and 1. Number 9 is Bloomington South, they're 3 and 0. Oh. And number 10 is Castle, they're 2 and 1. In class 4A, number 1 is East Central, they're 3 and 0. Oh. Number 2 is Kokomo, they're 3 and 0. Oh. Number 3 is Evansville Evansville Wrights, they're 3 and 0. Oh. Number 4 is Evansville Memorial, they're 3 and 0. Number 5, another local team is Northwood and they're 3 and 0. Number 6 is New Palestine and they're 1 and 2. Number 7 is Greenfield Central, they're 3 and 0. Number 8, kind of a local team ish is Columbia City, they're 3 and 0. Number 9 is Indianapolis Roncalli, then they're 1 and 2 and number 10 is Brebuff Jesuit and they're 2 and 1. In 3A is number 1 Indianapolis Bishop Chatard, they're 3 and 0. Number 2 is Guerin Catholic, they're 3 and 0. Number 3 is Lawrenceburg, they're 2 and 1. Number 4 is West Lafayette, they're 2 and 1. Number 5 is Gibson Southern, they're 2 and 1. Number 6 is Han- uh, Hanover Central, they're 3 and 0. Number seven is Western Boone, and they're three and zero. Number eight is Heritage Hills; they're three and zero. Number nine is Tri-West, they're two and one. And number ten is Oak Hill; they're three and zero. In two A, number one is Indianapolis Cecina Memorial; they're three and zero. Number two is Brownstown Central; they're three and zero. Coming in at number three, which is very surprising to me, anyway is LaVille. They are 3-0. and LaVille is back up to the top five for the second time in a year where LaVille was ranked, I believe, almost in the top five all year last year, um, if I do believe. They finished uh, number two in the rankings. They weren't number one. I know they didn't finish number one, but they did finish, I believe, number two in the rankings. Number four is Triton Central. They're 2-1. and one. Number five is Evansville Modern Day. They're one and two. Number six is Bluffton. They're three and zero. Oh. Number seven is Eastbrook. They're two and zero. Oh. Number eight is Linton Stockton. They're two and one. Number nine is Andrean. They should be the. They should be a three A school, but they keep their enrollment down just so they could be a two A school. However, they will move up with uh, tournament uh, success factor kicking in. They should anyway. And Dran's 1 and 2. They're ranked 9th, by the way. And number 10 is North Posey, and they're 3 and 0. And finally, in Class 1A, Indianapolis Lutheran is 3 and 0. They are number 1. Number 2 is Adam Central. They are 3 and 0. Number 3 is Carol of Flora. They are 3 and 0. Number 4 is South Putnam. They are 3 and 0. Number five is Providence. They are three and zero. That is high school, not college, by the way. Uh, number six is North Judson. They are two and one. Number seven is Park Tudor. They are three and zero. Number eight is Sheridan. They are two and one. Number nine is North Decatur. They are two and one. And number ten is Clinton Prairie. They are three and zero. So that will wrap up. The high school football recap from last week. Now we're going to move on to the Notre Dame Tennessee State game. Uh, this is a game that I went to, um, had free tickets, so couldn't pass it couldn't pass it up. Um, so number thirteen Notre Dame won easily in their home opener. Uh, they beat Tennessee State by the score of fifty six to three. The Irish were scoring early and scoring often against. The Tigers, Sam Hart Sam Hartman looked all the part again in this game, going 14 of 17 for 194 yards and two touchdowns. Um, it was good to see uh, Peanut Butter and Angeli. Steve Angeli, the backup quarterback to Sam Hartman, got in the game, and he looked good too, going throwing for throwing eight completions of 11 for 130 yards and two touchdowns. So, both Hartman and Angeli threw four touchdowns combined, which is just impressive. Uh, the rushing attack for Notre Dame was the focal point all day. Audrey uh, Estime had 13 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown. Jeremiah Love had four, had five carries 40, for 46 yards and a touchdown. Um, receivers... Jaden Thomas and Mitchell Evans led the way with four receptions and had 123 yards between the two. Um, Jaden Thomas had 62, and Evans Mitchell Evans had 61. Jadarian Price had two receptions for 51 yards and a touchdown. Local players Chase Ketterer and um, Justin Fisher also got in the game for Notre Dame. Chase Ketterer is from New Prairie, and Justin Fisher is from Mishawaka. So it was cool to see both of those kids get in the game, uh, especially Chase Ketterer. Chase Ketterer had a uh, really, really, really tough week last week as he was the, not really tough, but he was the the scout quarterback last week for Navy, and he was the one getting the um, starting defense ready to face Navy and he did one heck of a job um, congrats to him for getting some playing time in this game too um, you never know when he's going to be actually needed in the game you you never know um, it was good obviously in this game it's just kind of mop up duty and stuff like that but he got in the game he got in um, and Ketterer finished and he got in the uh, stat book he got one reception for four yards. So it was official that Ketterer got in the game. Um, even though we know Justin Fisher got in the game, stat-wise, we don't know. Um, but uh, score breakdown of this game, first quarter score was 7-3 to three Notre Dame. Um, this was still Notre Dame having kind of a Navy... Uh, hangover, if you will, because the Notre Dame defense was so focused on preparing for Navy and playing Navy for Navy that they weren't really ready for um, regular offenses. And Tennessee State kind of threw, not really threw the kitchen sink at them, but the defense was definitely not prepared i don't well they were prepared they just didn't exit they didn't execute the way that they needed to that's the better word they didn't execute the way that they needed to and allowed tennessee state to move the ball a little bit more than what people would have wanted um but that all that all changed very quickly uh second quarter was all notre dame uh, basically the rest of the game, too. Let's just be honest. Uh, second quarter, Notre Dame put up 28 points. Uh, this is the most points in a quarter that Notre Dame has scored since the Shamrock Series of 2021 when they played Wisconsin, and they put up 31 points in that game uh, going on to win easily against Wisconsin. I think it was 41-14. to um, This made it 35-3 to at halftime. Third quarter, uh, Notre Dame put up fourteen points all towards the end of the quarter. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, Notre Dame put up a touchdown. Uh that all adds up to fifty six to three. And we'll just go over some of the stats for um different positions. Uh we'll first start off with the quarterbacks passing passing uh passing stats. Sam Hartman, 14-17, 194 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, also finished with four carries for 14 yards and a touchdown. So three touchdowns combined for Sam Hartman. Steve Angeli finished 8-11 of for 130 yards and two touchdowns. And then third-string quarterback Kenny Minchie got in the game, went 2-for-2 for 12 yards. Audric Estime got in the game. It was, well, obviously he got in the game. Audric Estime finished the game with 13 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown, also had one reception for seven yards. Jeremiah Love finished with five carries, 47 yards and a touchdown, also had one reception for four yards as well. Jabron Payne had six carries for 27 yards, also had two receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown. And then Jadarian Price had two carries for five yards and also had two receptions for 51 yards and a touchdown. So just balanced right there, man. Just the the rushing attack and the running backs being used as receivers was a a good mix-up as well, especially um, Price and Payne. They are both fast and they are physical. So it was good to see them get out in space and get the ball and do something with it. Uh, Receiving-wise, Jaden Thomas had four receptions for 62 yards. Mitchell Evans had four receptions for 61 yards. Rico Flores had two receptions for 31 yards. Jaden Greathouse had two receptions for 30 yards. And Chris Tyree had one reception for 24 yards and a touchdown defensively uh this is not everybody by the way not everyone is listed here i just picked the names and the stats that looked the best to me anyway um defensively howard cross finished with six total tackles two solo and one pass deflection jd bertrand finished with five tackles three solo and one tackle for loss Jason Onye had five tackles, two solo. Javante um, uh, Jean-Baptiste had three tackles, two solo. And Jordan Patello had two tackles, two solo, one sack, and one tackle for loss. And then team stats here uh, for both teams. Uh, we'll do the Irish first. Uh The Irish finished with 558 total yards, 336 passing yards, 221 rushing yards. Um, That's actually 557, by the way, not 558. That's 557, 557 total yards, 336 passing, 221 yards rushing. They had 27 first downs. 33 tackles, just one turnover, and had the ball for over 34 minutes at 34-13. Total yards for Tennessee State was at 132. Passing yards, 67. Rushing yards, 85. First downs, 11. Finished with 45 tackles, had two turnovers, and time of possession was 25-47. Then some other scores from around college football that really caught my eye. Biggest one that I saw was Duke upsetting number nine Clemson 28 uh, 7. This is both good and bad for Notre Dame. It's bad because Notre Dame plays Clemson. However, it's good because Notre Dame plays Duke. So if Duke can continue winning, this, was gonna, this is going to be a really good game against Duke. It is at Duke. And if Notre Dame can get that, I think that's a good resume-building win for Notre Dame right there if they do go undefeated or have one loss at the end of the year. Um, If they can get that win and they beat Clemson too, that's another resume-building win. It is at Clemson. Clemson is a hard place to play. So that's another good resume-building win right there. Um, I really feel confident a little bit that Notre Dame can beat both teams that we, we have the team to do it. The, these, this is the team to do it right here. Uh, back to other scores. Colorado beat uh, TCU 45-42. Fresno State beat Purdue. Man, dude. 39-35, Purdue. What are you doing? Texas State beat Baylor in an upset 42-31. to North Carolina handled business against their rivals, South Carolina, 31-17. Wyoming got a really, really good win against Texas Tech. Well, not really good, but um, upset win against Texas Tech, 35-33. Florida State dominated LSU in the the second half to go on to win 45-24. And Penn State handled business against West Virginia, thirty-eight to fifteen. And the recent AP Top Twenty-five has come out as well, and so we'll give that uh, as well. Noted, uh, at number one is Georgia, they're one zero. Number two is Michigan, they are they are also one and zero. Number three is Alabama, they are one and zero. Number four is Florida State, they are one zero. Number five is Ohio State. They are 1-0. This looks good for Notre Dame. Notre Dame plays them in two two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, And number six is USC. They are 2-0. Ugh. Number seven is Penn State. They are 1-0. Number eight is Washington. They are 1-0. Number nine is Tennessee. They are 1-0. Notre Dame comes in at number 10 at 2 and 0. Number 11 is Texas, they are 1 and 0. Number 12 is Utah, they are 1 and 0. Number 13 is Oregon, they are 1 and 0. Number 14 is LSU, they are 1 and 0. Number 15 is they are LSU is 0 and 1, my bad. Number 15 is Kansas State, they are 1 and 0 number 16 is Oregon State they are 1-0 number 17 is North Carolina they are 1-0 number 18 is Oklahoma they are 1-0 number 19 is Wisconsin they are 1-0 number 20 is Ole Miss they are 1-0 number 21 is Duke they are 1-0 which looks good for Notre Dame number 22 is Colorado they are 1-0 Number twenty-three is Clemson. They are one and zero. Is Texas A&M? My bad. Not Clemson. Texas A&M. They are one and zero. Number twenty-four is Tulane. They are one and zero. Now Clemson comes in at twenty-fifth at 0 and one. So in the rankings, Notre Dame plays four of the. Four teams ranked in the first AP Top 25. Granted, this is the first ranking of the AP Top 25. Doesn't mean a thing until about week six. That's when rankings actually start to be serious. Uh, And then we also have the college football playoff rankings coming out at about that time too. So really the AP poll really doesn't matter. Neither does the coaches' poll. Really, no poll matters until the first ranking of the college football playoff. That's the only poll that really matters. So with that, uh, Notre Dame's next game will be at North Carolina. Um, Notre Dame is favored by 7.5 points. Uh, I do think Notre Dame is going to get this win. Uh, Notre Dame will make it... L- will make the score seem like it was easier than what it was. I think North Carolina State is going to give Notre Dame some fits in the first half, uh, but I think in the second half, I think Notre Dame is going to start to exude their dominance in the game, and they're going to go on to win. Uh, I think it's going to be 35-17. to 17. Uh, I think it's going to be a close, close first half. I believe it to be like 21 17 at halftime and then Notre Dame comes out their defense takes over the game and then offensively Sam Hartman starts to click and they get it going and they score a couple touchdowns to put the game out of reach at 35 17 and I think that's what the final score is going to be in the game um, we will also have our weekly um, look into teams playing uh, high school football Um, That will be um, our next episode, so stay tuned for that. We'll also have more on Notre Dame, NC State as well in that next episode, so tune in for that. Other than that, this is Kenny Kramer signing off. Have a good day, y'all. Hey, guys, it's Kenny, host of The Good Fight. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to hear more, you can check out our website at thelugnutspodcastgroup.com for all information related to the podcast and where to listen to us. You can also follow the Patreon page for exclusive benefits for the show. Join us next time for The Good fight.